Mojo and making a surprise. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Fresh from the sewers to you. Their minds are delicious, you know that's true. Because they're filled with mutagen goo. That's vanilla pudding goo. They've got the tastiest, flakiest, greatest crust. Even better than our pizza. And it's green like us. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Fresh from the sewers to you. Radically sweet. You can't be beat. And there's a free turtle sticker inside, that's me. New from Boston. Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Fresh from the sewers to you. Go join your friends, you wiggles. Are you Welcome to another episode of Hey You Guys, the ever-popular podcast on pop culture of the 80s and 90s by two guys who lived through them. I'm your host, Jeffrey Mack, joined as always by the Dunkaroos to my ecto-cooler, Mr. Scott Boyd. And in today's episode, we are talking about, I don't know how to describe it, yummy, yummy goodness that went in our bellies when we were we were young. I don't know, Boyd, is that the, uh, is that the appropriate lead into this episode i mean it works for me <laughs> yummy yummy goodness but but before we dive in to the meats and potatoes i'm going to try to keep these food puns going i did want to i wanted to bring something up because i think one of the things that are really interesting I, I listened to the last few episodes i think the sound quality is is better i think the production value is better and i actually loved uh the last episode where we actually just sort of uh, led into the episode just just chatting i think one of the things that our audience maybe cares about, maybe they don't care, is, is getting to know us a little bit. But I wanted to ask you, Boyd, I was um, right before this recording of, of this episode, uh, my wife was looking for something to, to watch on the television. I was scrolling through Hulu, and I saw a movie that seemed awesome, and it's called Kid 90. So curious, Boyd, have you seen the movie? Have you heard of the movie? What are your thoughts? No. Okay, so here, here's here's the deal. I, I had not heard of the movie either, but apparently Soleil Moonfry, star of Punky Brewster, was huge into bringing her VHS camcorder everywhere she went. Oh. And she, she apparently has hundreds of hours, maybe more, of footage from her time when she was probably one of the, the, the biggest you know, kid stars on the planet. Uh, an amazing cast of characters. So I haven't, I haven't watched the movie, and you haven't watched the movie either. But I think we both need to watch that movie, and we need to discuss it on an upcoming episode. So, agree, disagree? Agree. I actually did see the trailer, and I think I started to watch it late, late at night. Uh, once, like you know, brushing my teeth, getting ready for bed, and mm-hmm. then I said to myself, "You know what? I have to sit down and watch this." So, yes, yeah. So let's. So, so I guess spoiler alert for future episode. We'll we'll talk about Kid Ninety. Uh, maybe we'll even try to get Soleil Moonfry on, but that probably won't that probably won't happen. So we'll look for a, an ancillary tertiary character uh, that makes an appearance in the movie. But anyway, so turning turning our direction to today's episode. Um, you know, this is something that is, is probably more dear to my heart uh, than, than yours, Boyd, but I really think it's worth worth talking about because I was thinking about this um, a few days ago when I was, was talking to my team 
uh, at work, and we were we were talking about snacks. And pop quiz time, Boyd. Ready? What's the worst part about working from home? Um, the your butt getting sore. Uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty bad. No, it's no more free. Uh, no more free snacks. No more free snacks. Outside. No more but, free snacks. That's that's where I'm oh. going. <laughs> so so. You know, as Boyd knows, I, I work in tech. Um, you know, I spent several years working at LinkedIn, and the 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 LinkedIn offices were essentially, I mean, they were like snack central, right? So one of the cool things was each of the different offices. So if you go to a different city, they all diff- they had slightly different snack options. So you go to Chicago, they actually had, believe it or not, a beef jerky bar. So multiple brands, beef jerky. Multiple flavors, amazing. New York, tons of different snacks. San Francisco, tons of different snacks. But, you know, even though it was essentially a treasure trove of snacks, they all kind of sucked compared to the snacks that I had when I was a kid. And I think a big reason is because these snacks try to pretend that they're healthy, right? There's like a healthy angle for all of these snacks. And I think, you know, when we were kids, there was no pretending, like these snacks made no attempt uh, to, to say that they were healthy. In fact, they were probably the farthest thing from healthy. I, yeah, I don't think that they. I don't think that they. I don't think they hit it at all. Um, but I think that at that point, um, people weren't looking for, you know, for for doing a body good. No, they're just looking to get something in that belly. The yum yum good. <laughs> the yum yum goodie. Yeah. So I. So I think what what, what I want to talk about is 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 really. You know, the snacks of today, while maybe there are some good ones, and I'd argue maybe that there aren't, like they can't hold a hold a, a candle, can't hold a light to the snacks that we had. And I just want to dive in because for whatever reason, and maybe this makes me just a, a crazy maniac, like the snacks, the things that I ate, the things that I drank, you know, at lunch, the things that I pulled out of my, my lunchbox, I think I had a Transformer lunchbox, and then... Once that broke, my mom switched over to just brown bags. Um, the things that I pulled out were just so memorable. And I want to lead off this episode talking about what I consider to be the perfect pairing of, of, of goodness. And that is one thing that's probably pretty obscure, one thing that's very popular. But that's going to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pies and High C Ecto Cooler. So before I, I dive in, I'll, I'll give a little bit of background. Do you have memories of those, Boyd? I do. I do. Very fond. Um, more so of the Ecto Cooler, uh, as as turtle pies weren't um, as readily available where I was for for one reason or another. Yeah. So so for for those of you who are listening, I would venture a bet that most of you probably have never enjoyed the goodness of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pie. Um. The, the weird thing is like this is so ingrained in my mind like I feel like I must have eaten thousands of these these things and for for those of you that don't know what they are it was essentially a essentially a rebranded hostess pudding pie which was really just like a uh, like a a pudding pudding filled empanada with glaze I think that's the best uh, yeah, one right I was gonna say it's a you know it's it's some sort of uh uh, either yeah, an, an empanada or a uh, or a dumpling. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, for all intents and purposes, it's a it's, it's like an empanada. It's got pudding inside. It's glazed, 
but it was amazing. And and again, like it just to me, it seemed as though I'd eaten thousands of them. But when I did a little bit of research before the episode, um, you know, everything that I saw said that this was essentially the rarest f- like food product tie-in to the turtles that was ever made, and it was originally designed as an in-out promotion for only a 20-week period beginning in February of 1991. So either I ate a 1,000 turtle pies in 20 weeks or my memory is just not, uh, you know, not portraying an accurate uh, d- depiction of that, that time. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was delicious. It was amazing. I would kill to try another one. And I've actually... Uh, have gone on a little bit of a quest. So first stop, eBay. No old, disgusting pies are in existence to be bought. What is available to be purchased are the wrappers. And one wrapper I saw going for $65. Another one I saw going for $295. Bizarre, crazy. Yeah, so so, so I'll turn it over to you in a second because I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, but but to me, I mean, it just it tasted amazing. It essentially tasted like the the pudding inside was more or less like a Dunkin' Donuts Boston cream donut. I think that's the closest match that I've I've ever found uh, to that to that pie. And it was just, I mean, uber uber delicious. Um, I, I a few years back, and I was craving uh, a turtle pie, and I tried to make my own, which was an adventure in itself. I think I used. Um, you know, off-the-shelf, uh, ready-made pie crust and uh, jello vanilla pudding. And I don't even think I did the glaze. I think I just put, like, cupcake icing on it. And, uh, yeah, wasn't very successful. But I think that the food was delicious. Again, not healthy. It was a perfect movie tie-in. And the limited edition, the, you know, the scarcity of it, I guess maybe made it seem more amazing than it actually was. So just curious if you have any memorable thoughts around eating that, uh, but also want to sort of ask you like some of the, the things that you wish you could go back in time to, to devour. So uh, unfortunately, no, I don't really, I don't have any recollection of the turtle pie, which makes me very sad as a huge uh, turtle maniac fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to say, I have very fond memories of scarfing a different turtle snack. Now this is quite a bit different, but I don't know if you've had any experience with this, but I was one to enjoy a Ninja Turtles ice pop, ice cream pop thing. Coming oh from dude. The, uh, yes. Yeah. Coming from the, the ice cream truck with the, yes. the gumdrop, the, the, the gumball yes, eyes. Yes. So yeah, go, go on. I mean, I, let me, let me interrupt you though. Cause this is, this is funny. So over last weekend, uh, we had an ice cream truck that, that pulled into the front of our home. Um, the, apparently the, the lady driving the truck was smoking a cigarette inside, which turned my wife off, but my wife still proceeded to buy ice cream from them. And my son, Benson, all of the options that he had, he chose the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Ice Pop with the bubblegum eyes, which I don't know if it was super old and it was just left over in this this thing, or do they still make them? I don't know. That's interesting. And I, I think it's possible that they could still make them. They keep rebooting the turtles in different uh, iterations, so maybe they just keep making them. Yeah, I think I, that's a great question. I have no idea. The weird thing about a lot of these ice cream 
bars, sandwiches, um, things that you get from the ice cream truck, you can't buy them anywhere else. It's not like you, you see them in the supermarket. I've not ever seen the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ice cream in the supermarket. I've not seen the old WWF uh, ice cream in the supermarket, which, by the way, I, I think the WWF ice cream uh, beats out the the turtle ice cream. I don't know. Maybe that's a, a debate <laughs> for another episode. Um, but 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 yeah, no. Benson Benson was a huge fan. That was a great food product tie-in for the movie. You know, the other thing, the other part of the perfect pairing, uh, high C ecto cooler. So again, hugely important to me. It was my favorite drink as a child. I drank a lot of those high C juice boxes. Um, I think most people probably are aware of what Ecto Cooler is, but for those that aren't, that was a another movie tie-in tied into Ghostbusters, launched in 1989, and it, it was basically they took what was originally like citrus cooler, they changed the color, uh, and and they said hello, we have Ecto Cooler, and it had Slimer on the uh, on the juice box. Really, really Brilliant. cool. And um, it had a pretty good run. I think it was around for eight years or so. Um, discontinued in 97, uh, which was my, my senior year of high school. Well, it makes me feel old. And then in 2001, they decided to rename it to Shouten Orange Tanger Green. Interesting name. Um, and they changed the formula slightly just to change the color. Because apparently the original Ecto-Cooler would stain everything that it spilled on. Uh, so, so it was a great drink. Again, my favorite. I had it all the time for lunch. I'm assuming, Boyd, you you had your fair share of Ecto Coolers as well. The same. It was absolutely my favorite drink of all time, and uh, my very very fun memories. That was even uh, that was even like an after little league mm-hmm. drink. Even and, and again, and I'm just thinking back like that. That's a terrible choice. Like, <laughs> why would I be allowed to do things like that? But they were so so good. Um, I mean, so it was, it was delicious. It was delicious, right? And I think, yeah. you know, when it went away, there was a, a period of, of time where I was just dreaming that it would come back. And there was actually a um, an online petition that was started a few years back that I signed in, in hopes that it would, it would make a return. And then in 2016, boom, it comes back for a super limited time to coincide with the new Ghostbusters movie. And guess who went to ShopRite and bought three giant cases of it? That guy? This guy over here. So I had so many um, juice boxes. I think there was even cans that I had bought as well. Um, It it was still good, but I think I drank like far too many in in a very short window of, of time. Um, But, but I loved it, right? It was just delicious. And um, you know, as quickly as it came back, it went quietly in the night, so no longer with us. Ecto Cooler, if you can find Citrus Cooler or you know Shouting Orange Tanger Green, uh, so awkward. Yeah, that's that's the closest you'll get. And what I was told, and I don't know if this is still the case, but uh, bef- before it made its its return, you weren't able to technically get Ecto Cooler if you went to a Taco Bell for whatever reason in the fountain machine. They had one. High C flavor, and that flavor I think was the Shout Orange Tanger Green. So only a Taco Bell you can get the High C, which was essentially Ecto Cooler, uh, and still enjoy the taste. So Ecto Cooler and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pies, the, the perfect pair. The things that dreams are made of. My fond memories of 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 eating uh, really really unhealthy stuff for me as a child. So Boyd, 
what are some of the other uh, snacks that you loved to scarf down? Sure. Well, if we're going to pick two, um, the, the snack, the pairing, if you will, I'll start with the, um, with the fruit snacks. I was a, I was a very avid fruit snack eater (laughs) and it really came down to the top of the top were, and I'm sure you know this, the shark bites. (laughs) Shark bites, which, which by the way, I mean, please go into it. There's a market for them, man. They need to come back. They do. I mean, so this, this might be the only part of, uh, the snacks that were quote unquote marketed a little incorrectly slash mm-hmm. marketed differently than they should have been. They're called fruit snacks. I, there might be almost no fruit <laughs> yeah. in them. It's a sugar ball with a flavoring. Yeah. Um, so this is, so the shark bites were just like, you know, just like a lot of the other fruit snacks, they were little sh- shapes of sharks. But the best part about the shark bites is that even though the normal sharks were transparent, kind of like translucent, I guess, mm-hmm. different colors, different sharks, the sand shark and the hammerhead. But then they had the great white shark. Yep. That was this. It was a little bit bigger. It was this opaque white. And I I mean, you, you can't you can't tell me that it didn't taste better than the other ones. Oh, no, for sure. It was. um I don't know if you used to trade snacks at school, but you can get like, you know, multiple snacks or multiple uh, pieces of, of other stuff for one great white. So it was a good trade chip. Oh yeah. It was, it was high on the trade value chart. And then I would pair that with the liquid sugar. That is squeeze it. Squeeze it. Yes, (laughs) man. Just (laughs) that, that awkwardly tall and thin um, squeezable plastic uh, <laughs> with, the, with the tiniest hole on the top too, yeah, by well, the way. <laughs> you did. They had this, they had this little cap on it and mm-hmm. you twisted the cap off and it's, it's not like a, not like a regular cap. It just kind of broke a seal <laughs> and this little tiny hole, as you said, and then you squeeze the sugar water right in, into your mouth, like blast it at yourself. I, I mean, man, it, it's flavored sugar water. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, so it was certainly something that I bugged my parents to get. Yeah. That the, the, the weird thing about it. So, so for those of you who have never had it, just imagine something that's 95% sugar and 5% water. That's I think an accurate portrayal of the, of the taste. There was no, there was no pretending that this, this drink was good for you. Um, and the weird thing is, you know, my, my, my parents, my mom, you know, we weren't like a health conscious home, you know, so we, we pretty much, it was whatever. Yeah, sure. You can have it. But the squeeze it, I remember having to beg my parents to buy them because I think my, my mom saw right through and she was like, dude, this isn't even like probably like a real drink. It's literally probably a chemical concoction that is not designed for human consumption, but we drank it and it was damn good. Heck yeah. So on the, on the, so, so I think that's a great pairing. Um, I, I definitely, you know, the thing that's, that's interesting, you know, putting my marketing hat on. 
Shark Bites, I think, are like, they should have been back already. I can't think of a more perfect tie-in to the whole baby shark craze than than shark bites. They should have had baby shark bites. Like, why do they not oh, exist? Yeah. Why do they not baby exist? Shark bites. Like, should we license like license them and, and, and create baby shark bites? I think that's a great idea. Patent pending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> patent pending. Go to our merch store. You can buy uh, baby shark bites. Um, no, those so those are great. So I think those are those are four really awesome snacks. I I do want to do sort of an honorable mention call out of, of some of the other great things two specifically uh, stand out to me one i think yeah, is, you list you list two and then i'll list two because there's so many and i really don't want to get into a pandora's like open no, the pandora's no, no. box We're, on this but man just two more and here here's a here's a hint and i and i think this is one that you're you would list too so dunkaroos is the cookie you drunk for as much frosting as you want so how do you do your dunkaroos so boyd as we're listening in, in the background here you remember this commercial right I absolutely and it was i mean it was a weird commercial <laughs> yeah, like this australian kangaroo probably taking taking uh, i don't know inspiration from crocodile dundee and it was i mean the commercial was just basically this kangaroo staring at the child and basically saying you're gonna buy me you're gonna buy me you're gonna eat me you're gonna dunk me um, but Dunkaroos were pretty, pretty awesome, and they're still around, so that has some pretty legitimate staying power. Yeah, and that's why, I, and that's that's one of the reasons why I didn't note um, note it already earlier, um, is because it's so good. Uh, I mean, they were so good that you know, it's twenty some years later, and here they still are. Yeah, and then the, the the final one for me, and this one is just more. They're also still around. I ate a ton of them, but the commercial stood out for me. It's this one. Introducing Teddy Grahams. We just want to eat tasty Teddy Grahams. Just a bunch of bite-sized So this was sort of my, my first introduction, I think, to Elvis Presley. Um, but for whatever reason, when I saw this commercial... I, I I immediately think about Uncle Jesse. Full well, I was gonna say that I was waiting for you to talk about Elvis and whatever, and yeah. I'm like, uh, I know that from Full House. It's yeah, like, so I don't know. Yeah. Like it, it, it almost sounded like Uncle Jesse was singing in that commercial, <laughs> but um, but no, Teddy Grahams were, were were pretty awesome too. Again, I mean, nothing nothing revolutionary still exists, but I thought it was a great snack. I agree. I agree. Um, and I'll mention two quick things. One is a little bit more obscure than the other. I'll first start off with the crowd pleaser, the handy snacks. Oh, wait. I was are those big... those crackers with that red plastic stick? Yes. Oh. Yes. So for, so for the people at home, um, it, it was kind of the precursor, I think, to the lunchable, mm-hmm. where basically it was a cheese and cracker um snack that came individually packaged and you'd peel back the plastic and you'd have a little cup that had four rectangular white club crackers and then connected to it was this little tub of i don't cheese question mark a cheese substance there's a cheese substance, I think. A cheese-like was... substance. And on top of the club crackers was this uh, rectangular red stick that you would use to mm-hmm. dip into the cheese substance and smear it on the crackers. <laughs> yeah, that's... 
that red stick is so memorable and apparently they do not include the red sticks anymore in handy snacks um apparently they remove them in order to be more eco-friendly um which is a travesty because that that was such a huge part of of, of that snack they um, gave you a utensil i mean it, <laughs> it probably keeps it keeps it's very um i mean it's germ conscious as well as it probably is a mess conscious yeah i I don't know i think we need to start a petition to bring the red stick back yeah and um so that was a that was a uh, a frequenter in my uh what kind of lunchbox i'm I'm sure it was a teenage mutant ninja turtle lunchbox i'm just trying to think back i know i had a few uh over the years i'll have to get back to you on that and one i wanted to bring up (laughs) that popped into my uh popped into the google search as i just wanted to refresh my memory was string thing string thing string, string thing. thing it might have been right after your time i feel like it was right at the end of mine but it was this kind of uh it, it was the fruit by the foot or the fruit roll up material but they were in patterns and they were in like a, like a string, almost like a licorice, but not, Oh yes. but it wasn't like red, you know, like red rope licorice, but it wasn't that it was more of the gummy fruit flavor and mm-hmm. not the licorice flavor, but it was in these strings and they would put the strings in these, just a bunch of different patterns in the packaging and they were individually wrapped. So you could have it as a like the rocket snack. ship, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a rocket ship, there's spirals, and I, I that's that's what I remember. The reason why I wanted to bring it up was because it is a little bit more obscure than than bringing up, you know, just regular fruit snacks or, again, the fruit by the foot or the fruit roll-up. But I remembered it when I saw it, and I was like, oh, I am instantly back mm-hmm. to after school, um, right before like, my parents got home. I'm watching Clarissa Explains It All. Like on my couch, like it just brought me back to Nickelodeon. Eat your string thing. Eat my string thing after school. Nice. That's 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 awesome. Um, now that that's great. I'm actually getting hungry uh, right now. So I I, I did want to end this by asking you about one other snack because I feel like this is this is something that needs to be brought up, and that is the Lunchables. So, what's your impression of Lunchables? I think it was it was one of two things. So, um, so I liked the Lunchables. I thought it was it was something that my parents never got. So mm-hmm. I thought that it was a really cool thing. Like you got to make your own lunch. You're a grown up. <laughs> um, but it could be the other way around, where it could be just the parents don't want to get the lunch meat and the cheese and the <laughs> and the pieces of bread. They're like, here, kid. You make your own damn sandwich. Yeah, I think so. So my memory of Lunchables is, I my parents never bought them for me. Um, I, I think they were a waste of money. And if you actually think about it, I think I think you got like three crackers, three pieces of pepperoni, and, and three pieces of cheese. There's not much in there, but for whatever reason, I always felt that the kids that had Lunchables in the cafeteria were like the cool kids. I felt like it was like a status symbol. Um, as weird yes. as that sounds, I don't know. Like maybe that's weird. But that's how I felt as a child. Like, if you had Lunchables, you were a baller. 
and I never had them. Um, I just I just think it might have been the rich kid thing. Yeah, I think it know? was, man. <laughs> I, I I wonder if they were expensive. I I, I don't know. Um, I assume because the, my thing with the Lunchables, as you mentioned, and that's one of my turn offs with the Lunchables is the three crackers and the three pieces of pepperoni and all the plastic and all the packaging and all the marketing that's going into it. And there was just no substance there. No. I mean, if that's all you ate for lunch, I mean, you would have to be starving afterwards. That being but the said, kids could afford, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it was, it was like, anyway, a, so. yeah, it was like, it was a snack for some of the kids in addition to their peanut butter and jelly. It was, yeah. I mean, I wish, and it's and it's funny because you know I I bring my kids to the supermarket sometimes to get them out of the house, and we walk down that aisle and and for whatever reason there's still an allure there's still a pull, on those lunchables to even my daughter who's you know who's five you know she's like I want that I want to get that and it's just I don't know what it is it's like, kids want these damn lunchables and parents refuse to get them for their kids so maybe that's part of the reason too why why kids really want them. You can only. Can only assume. Yeah. So, but um, but no, Boyd. I know this was a, a, a I was gonna say a shorter episode, but it's actually uh, about a half hour or so. Um, but no, it was it was nice chatting about food. Uh, now I need to go find some snacks in my pantry, which will not be anywhere near as cool as the snacks we talked about. And uh, we have some really cool episodes coming up. So if you've not already done so, please wherever you listen to this podcast, subscribe. Give us a review. Give us five stars. It definitely helps us. Um, and like I said, stay tuned for some really cool upcoming episodes. And as we head into summer, um, we'll, we'll try to get some summer-themed stuff coming as well. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on this sort of short, informal chat about snacks. And uh, we'll talk to you on the next one. Peace. See, see ya. Trans-human. Trans-human.